0: Guys, welcome back. Good to see you. Yeah, how are we, lads? Good. Pretty much start every episode the same way, don't we? Yeah. Is that good yeah. for consistency, or should we f- spice it up a bit? Yeah, what? Well, crack a few jokes. Yeah. Mm. We could get our best dad jokes to start yeah. us off, couldn't we? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I used to have a, a phobia of speed humps, but I think I'm over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, my kids really love. Uh, well, yeah, mate, your bum's broken. It's got a crack in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh yeah, well, the, maybe we'll do that. for Most stupid jokes are the yeah. funniest. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what's really good? Um, what laughter is really good for? Stress managing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How was that seamless segue? That was a lovely segue. Yeah.
2: How are you, Mick? Very good. Very good. I was doing extremely good till I heard those two jokes. Now oh, I'm on, uh, now. not so good.
0: <laughs> what do you got for us then? Give, no. us, a, give us a good one.
2: I don't have one off the top of my head, boys. I've been too uh, deep in preparation for today's uh, oh, Today's yeah. podcast.
1: Stress
0: minimization. What's a pirate's favorite letter? R. No, it'd be the C. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. All right. Sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, next, boys. next week we're gonna bring <laughs> next week we're
1: gonna bring a couple
0: each, all right? Yeah. That's next okay. week's homework. All right, sorry. Sorry. It is a serious topic. It is. But one of the things that would be good for stress management is laughter and Definitely. community. Mm. But yeah, yep. yeah. stress management we're going to talk about today.
1: Do you think we live in a very highly stressed environment?
0: Absolutely. Yep. The, I reckon a city yep. is stressful. Everything's a stress, isn't it? If you think about it, driving in my car, getting here is stressful. Going down the freeway every day, bumper to bumper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have talked about stress in the past, couple of types: chronic, which is ongoing all the time, and acute stress. So, you know, exercise. We talked about zone two cardio last week. Mm. Zone two cardio, a little bit of a stressor. If you have a hit session, you know, that's an acute stress. Just body comes in, adaptive hormones come in, make us better for the next time. But when we when we're talking about chronic stress, that is all the time. And living in a city, I reckon, is definitely that. Mm. Having chronic stress is definitely bad for us.
1: Yeah, so it's funny.
3: Okay,
2: Mick. It's funny you say that, Jonesy, because um, I recently had a, a good friend, uh, one of my best mates, come over and visit me. He, he's over in Western Australia with you boys, and um, he came to visit us over in, in sort of, over in the Wit Sundays, which is where I'm residing at present. And, uh, we had, we had a conversation while he was here and, uh, obviously, you know, towards the end of this year, we're having to make some relatively pertinent family decisions about, uh, you know, where we go, are we coming home and what are we doing and all that sort of thing. And one of the things we were out, we were actually out for a a run one day and we got into a, a really great conversation and. He obviously said, "I, oh, you know, Mick, I'd love you to, I'd love you to come home." But he goes, "I've got to be honest with you." He said, "I think you'll hate fucking you, you'll hate to come home to Perth now the way that it is." And I pressed him on that because, as you guys know, I haven't been home in a couple of years because of COVID and all these sorts of things. And uh, and I said, oh, why is that?" And he said, "Perth City now is like." he feels twice as busy and twice as agitated as what it was in, you know, only four years ago. Um, and, and so I'm interested to get your perspective on the, you know, not, not to divert the conversation into being all about Perth, but it fits in with what you've said about the city, because he, he seems to feel that um, certainly through this last two, three year period, there has been an elevation. We know there's been an elevation in overall stress amongst people in society, but there's also coming with that stress and, eleva- and elevation in agitation and people's reactions and responses to each other. Um, and that's probably something that I have been, I guess, isolated away from being over here in a more regional, remote community. Um, so I think, I think city living absolutely is monumentally more stressful than sort of living in a regional and a remote area.
3: Do you reckon it's about perception, though, like how we take in our environment and how we react to it? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I don't know. We're talking about the stress of the big city and stuff, but there will definitely be people that, that deal with it better than others. Um, I don't know. What do you reckon, Mick? Is that something that you just sort of grow up with and you either cope with things well or you don't, or is it a learned behaviour that we can sort of modify as we go?
2: Oh, look, I think... From a psychology perspective, you're spot on, Matty. You know, we, 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 there's definitely people that are more uh, easily agitated. I guess from a personality perspective, they're they're not as wound up as easily. They manage their stress. Um, you know, a little bit. I, I guess instinctively, they they manage it better. Um, I, I I think they're both relatively important factors in terms of. People can, you know, based on their own personality style, manage stress better. I guess it, it's a really interesting thing to weigh up, though, how much of a, of a factor is this environmental factor comparatively to how people are, you know, individually in terms of their own personality. But I absolutely agree. Um, you know, I think I'm someone who tends to stress more rather than stress less. Um, whereas, you know, probably my friend that I had the conversation with, Azar, you know, I'll put a call out to him. He's one of my best mates for a long time. And one of the things I love about him is um, his ability to mitigate and manage stress and sort of just sort of idle his way through his life in a really balanced, harmonious way, Is something I've always been in awe of. So I think certainly personality plays a big part.
1: I think um, with environment, mate, uh Environment, the city environment is just an unnatural uh, environment for humans to live in. The, the the noise, the hustle and bustle. I mean, I've I've lived in Perth for most of my life, and it's never bothered me living in the city until probably about five, six, seven years. It now bothers me living here. Uh, I've lived in the same house or the same neighbourhood for sixteen, nearly seventeen years. I've noticed more sirens. I notice more helicopters above, like police choppers and stuff like that. Um, there is constant roadworks. The The main high road next to my house has got busier. There's more traffic on the roads. And I definitely think there's more agitation amongst people. And I've just got to the point where this, the city life, the stop start of it, shits me. And I want to get out of it. Uh, but, you know, family commitments obviously prevent that. the ease of doing that at this stage. Uh, the thought of waking up in a in a country style, like where sort of like even semi rural where Smithy lives, really appeals to me. Just waking up to birds, um, breeze, sunshine, and not sirens and cars and traffic. I, I just think the city is an unnatural environment for humans, and it's just conducive to to building stress in humans. You just can't avoid it, and and I guess that's where like you you say your mate there, Mickey it's up to us to have techniques to minimise that stress and to reduce its harmful effects on us.
0: Yeah. Well, it might seem like we've got no control over our stress, but we do, don't we? We do, definitely. The The way that you perceive a stimulus, whether it's, I don't know, modern ancestral, or ancestral man, you had a bear chasing you, that's your stimulus for stress. You You run like the clappers to get out of the way, or whether it's... Traffic these days, as the modern ancestral man, traffic, city living, you know, public speaking, whatever it might be, the way that we perceive. So you got the stimulus, you got your perception of that stress. So public speaking for someone might be really stressful, for, and for others it might not be.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, I don't mind public speaking, so that doesn't probably peek me out too much. As say, I don't know, a bear chasing me, whatever, whatever it might be. But you know, and then we've got our response to that you know, your response to the stress of driving and you have a bad driver, you know, we can control that. Mm-hmm. So, and do we need mitigation techniques to do that? I, I reckon in the city environment, most definitely. I think you so. need to. You need to, yeah, have that stimulus, change your perception and then your response is different yeah. dif- different to what that will be. Yeah.
1: And people are probably already doing those um, minimization techniques uh, without even thinking about it yeah you know chucking on i don't know something peaceful in the car or you know some dolphin music or something yep. or even listening to the bullshit chat radio in the mornings that make them laugh yeah um little things like that yep. that I, people do without thinking
0: and I, but but i think some of them you need to train and and maybe try and reframe the perception of that stimulus and 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 then control the response that you have over the stress and it, it one of, my, one of my big ones, and I talk about it with my kids, was you know, a New Year's resolution was to be less angry on the road. <laughs> you know, have less, and, and having that in the forefront of my mind, knowing that the stimulus of someone cutting me off in traffic sets me off a bit, but that I needed to pull back on that. I have, I have control over that response. It's not like it's immediate fight or flight, this guy cuts me off, I, I see it and I can then respond to it and bite my tongue or take a breath or whatever it might be. Yeah, having having to reframe the perception of, of, of a modern stress is probably a good way to sort it out.
1: And you've probably listed two great little techniques there, self-talk and breathing. Yeah, oh, I think they're great little – that inner voice in your head controls a lot of – Yep. what your body does and thinks and feels. Yep. And if you can control that with your, your self-talk, oh, that person doesn't really know how to drive very well. That's
0: exactly what I've done. It's and my, said, kids have yeah. <laughs> my kids have said that to me, they've, they've noticed, they've said, dad, I, I, I can see how you've changed the way you talk about other drivers. And
1: what a great thing to do in front of your kids because kids learn by watching, you know, so you could be creating two aggressive drivers in the future with your old pattern, oh, they've probably already learned it. <laughs> <laughs> but now they, they've already noticed a change in you, so they've, they have observed, you know, yeah, different different uh, driving techniques. Yeah. Silence is a very good <laughs> um, stress release too. Sure is. Music, music versus silence. What do you reckon? Oh, I love, I love some music to um, help me unwind.
0: It might be distracting from the thoughts in your head. You know what I mean. Like maybe it's sometimes that perception, and then if you go over it in your head a lot, increases your stress level. Yeah.
1: I mean, a bit of heavy metal sometimes causes a bit of stress while you're driving. Whereas some nice dolphin music. <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> Do you listen to that much? I used to. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of whale song. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Get the
0: edit button ready, Smithy.
2: <laughs> what do you reckon, Mick? Well, boy, boys, one one that um, look, I know we've spoken about this extensively, and we won't harp on about it too much. But you know, uh, having gone through a relatively stressful six years personally, um, and it's something that uh, that I've noticed when I've neglected it, uh, it, it really. there's a a really detrimental impact to my mental health is exercise and consistency of exercise and um exercise for me has always been about uh routine um and structure and and it's 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 something you know speaking to personality types again uh routine and structure is, is really important for me but when I don't exercise what I've identified is that I'm I'm my stress levels naturally seem to elevate uh, and so it's even something that my wife's identified that she'll see a change in I don't know whether it's my my attitude, or the way that I'm presenting in the house, and she'll she'll actually say to me, "You need to go and you need to go for a run, or you need to go and do some exercise, or you need to go and do this." And 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 she's normally spot on. Like, there will have been a, a day or day and a half where I haven't done anything, and um, and so for me, consistency in exercise, it, it it's as much about my mental health as it is my um, my physical health. It's where I process. It's where I—I guess it's for me—it's a form of of meditation. Um, I go out. I'm one of those people. I I love running without any music because the little uh, intricate parts of life that are sort of causing me stress—you know, whether they're little micro pressures or um, conflicts or things that have arisen. I'm just processing them in my brain as I'm running and uh, if I go for a run or a ride or whatever. And then by the time I get home, it just feels like the load has lessened. Um, and so I, I, for me, I think, um, you know, we're, we're going to identify, you know, I guess some factors that have been important to, to all of us, but I think exercise is a really, really, exercise and movement, really, really important for everyone.
0: Yeah, for sure. As a, as a stress management mitigation, definitely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, which is funny because it is in itself a little stressor. Mm. I talk about before. You know, yeah, you you want those brief, high intensity, intermittent stresses, hormesis. You know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's those chronic ones that we're we're uh, a little bit more concerned about. Do you think of Do you think lack of lack of preparation and, and lack of control over the situation? F- for me, I think that would be my biggest stress. Is you know, okay, I'll, I'll go back. <laughs> I must seem like a fucking really angry driver, but I'll go back to the the traffic one. You know, say if I'm running late, my I'm, my lack of preparation has made me run late for something, and that is a major stress for me. Yep. I haven't given myself enough time, and that then, you know, if someone cuts you off, then you're angrier. You're like, get out of the way. I'm driving real quick. I've got to move here. So that lack of preparation and lack of control of the situation. Elevates my stress. Yeah,
1: and have you noticed that when you are running on time, it doesn't really matter as much exactly. if someone pulls out in front yep. of you? And Spider. that was one of my points: is time management. I yep. think if your time management is is good and you are in control of your time, uh, then stress is minimized. So yep. you know, having a diary or a to do list. I'm a big fan of to do lists, and yep. I often you know go through the day and cross them off. Yeah, uh, gives Isn't me a, that rewarding. It is I think rewarding. It's somewhat
0: rewarding having a list. And physically ticking them off, physically writing them down, and physically ticking them off, and going. Yeah. At the end of the day, look what I've done. Yeah. But at the start of that good.
1: day, you've got a plan, and you can manage your time accordingly, and be in control of your time. Yeah. And I think you're hitting that on the head there, mate. Some um, prioritising your demands, uh, and, and being in control of your time management. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and you know going back to the the. the 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 road thing i mean even just avoiding situations avoiding stressful situations whether it be a work colleague that causes you stress like just avoiding them yeah um or say the the freeway traffic gives you the shits yeah take a a different route even if it is five or ten minutes longer yeah as long as you've got your time management in check yeah a five to ten minute longer journey down some side streets or down the beach road yeah um you avoided that stressful situation.
0: Yeah, that's that's an ideal that's an ideal one, isn't it? I mean you want to you want to have that fight or flight scenario, which is ancestrally what we were, you know, you have a fight or flight, you've got that stimulus, the bear comes to attack you. If you can avoid those things and then harness and protect that fight or flight response for things that we actually need to run away from the bear or or maybe even physically Peak physical performance, you know, you you want to run a race or, or whatever it might be, you know, you want to save that fight or flight stress for those those scenarios. They're serious things. Yeah, we don't, yeah, don't want to have that all the time. And if you can avoid them, that's a great way to do it. Mm. I mean, one one technique that we've used at home, and I think I've talked about it before, um, is this thirty second breathing meditation. You touched on breathing, um, you know it works really well for kids and I've used it myself is to choose three things in the room, plant, not people, but you know, plant TV bookshelf. And then you say the word, you take three breaths. you say the next word, take three breaths, say the next word, three breaths. And that takes about 30 seconds. And then after that 30 seconds, the stress that you had is dissipated. Yeah. And it's a 30 second mitigation that you can use, I mean, you know what kids are like. Some things stress them out a lot more than need be. That's a really good technique for a kid, and e- even an adult to use.
1: Well, It's like the old count to ten uh, concept, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Count yeah. to ten
0: before responding.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly to some somewhere in a conversation where you, or a confrontation where you might overreact in the situation. Yeah. Count to ten. Take a few deep breaths. Yeah, you know they you know, they got that four 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 method. You know, yeah. four seconds in, four seconds out. Box breathing. Box breathing, yep. yeah, four seconds in, hold it for four seconds, four
0: seconds out. Yep. Hold it for four seconds again and continue the cycle. Yeah, yeah box breathing's a great one. Mm. I mean, you, you want to try and get that return to calm as yeah. quick as possible. Yeah. and it? that helps you sleep
1: too. If you yeah. wake up and you can't sleep and you, yep. you're thinking about stuff and you're sort of stressed. Yep. The uh, the breathe four 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 breathing technique's pretty good.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: I think uh, we, we mentioned control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, accepting the fact that there are things that we cannot control yep. can avoid stress. So that person that's pulling out in front of you on the on the on the road, you can't control that. So why would you get stressed out
0: over that? Mm. It's beyond your control. Yep. But that's probably lack of preparation. You know, time management. Going back to I'm running late. Like you said before, if you're not running late, that doesn't bother you. You're like oh, whatever. I just break a little bit. But if I'm my time management's poor. My preparation's poor. I'm like, come on, get out of the way. Move, you know. Mm. It it adds stress, which we – added stress you don't need. You don't need that stress, you know. Yeah. And th- and that's that's just st- stimulus. Yeah. Environment. It's, like,
1: it's like work. You know, a lot of stuff that goes on in your workplace. It's just going to happen. Yeah. You can't control it. Yeah. Let it go.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you guys follow Jocko Willink much. He's bit, a sort of ex-Navy yeah. SEAL. Mm. He, he said something I was listening to a few years ago, and he f- frames everything with good. Every situation is good, you know? You, you find the positive or, you know, the... Uh, um, um, give us a scenario. I'm running late for work. Uh, car breaks down. Car breaks down. Oh, good. That gives me some time to sit here and think. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to be late anyway. I'm going to be late anyway.
3: Good. comes back to that perception thing, doesn't it? Like yeah. We've all got this data coming in 24-7 and 365, and our brain's sort of sifting it and sorting it and categorizing it, and how we sort of choose to perceive all that data that comes in yep. is really how it's going to make us feel, isn't it? Yeah. So if we can your, sort of your modify attitude and Yeah. Yeah. Sort of probably a lot of it's conditioning. Like if you go up and, I don't know, you have very angry parents or, or friends or something like that, or your peer group, it's, I would imagine that's likely to wear off on you a little bit and sort of modify how you're going to react to things a little bit more. But yep. if you grow up in a monastery full of Buddhist monks, you're probably going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> maybe be a little bit more chilled when, when shit goes down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's don't know. So uh, Very true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I guess how you frame that response and the stimulus is... Mm. Probably something you need to train your brain for for quite a long time, isn't it? To yeah. to get to that. Oh, oh, yeah. good. The car's on fire. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: a good opportunity for me to buy a new car. Yeah, this yeah. one was terrible. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah. Well, it's sort of um. Like I've got a friend who always, when you say g'day, a elbow," how are you? He'll say, "Very well." Anthony Albanese is your buddy. No, uh, a mate of mine, elbow. Oh, Shout elbow. out the elbow. <laughs> yeah, Carlton supporter. It's his only fault. Yeah. yeah, but he will say very well with a bit of passion behind it. It's Got not on. just yeah, hey, good mate, how are you? He says very well, and he believes that that actually uh, reinforces in his own brain that he is very well. Going
0: well, yeah, and it, and self talk, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and it actually makes you feel better too. Oh, dude, this guy's very well. Maybe I should be very well too. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: He's very well, and I'm not. Mm. Yeah,
1: bit of self, um, self as. Uh, Affirmation. Affirmation. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 You got any more, Mick? This is right up your alley, bro. Yeah.
2: Um, in terms of mitigation, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've sort of tried to cover off a few of the ones that we've spoken about, and I think they fit within our ancestral living. And, you know, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about longevity and the, the different... Um, uh, Sort of uh, geographically, uh, geographic locations that um, that sort of see people living the longest. And if you look at these remote and regional tribes um, out in in remote Japan and places like this, um, you know they're they're not dealing with the day to day stresses of work. Um, you know they seemingly have very little, yet they have very very fulfilling lives. Um, I think one one of the major things which I think is very detrimental to to people's I guess mental emotional health is screen time. Um, yes. Certainly, you know the the amount of time. I guess that that, uh, adolescent age group are now spending in front of screens. Um, You know, this is taking them away from being outdoors, exercising, getting vitamin D, but it's also minimising and and misplacing, uh, I guess, effective contact and um, connection time. Um, So, you know, I think minimising the amount of screen time would be absolutely massive. Um, Investing in some mindfulness. And some meditation. I know this is something that we've all practiced in our own individual ways, guys. And certainly, I think um, you know the ancestral man would have would have been partaking in uh, rituals and routines that would have included um, you know different types of mindfulness meditation, uh, or even uh, you know ceremonial uh, bits and pieces that. Would have been conducted by all the people within a tribe. Uh, one of the one of the more common ones, which I, I stumbled across, and there was a variety of different research, psychological research, is even spending time with a pet.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely, can have
2: a, a, a serious reduction in in, in stress. So, there'd be a few sort of common ones which I think are elevating stress levels amongst society that you know people could consider. And they'd have, a you know, an impactful benefit on, on the amount of stress within their life for sure. Oh, social
1: media is a massive one. So imagine, how's this, the stress and anxiety that social media c- can create, you know? It's
0: phones in general.
1: Your phones in general. like Yeah, you just, screens, those little things, you know, I just, oh, I find myself, if I've been on it too, lot, too much, I just get agitated. I just have to throw it away. I just can't stand being on it. Gives me the shits.
3: I just don't know how young people do it no. for so long. Technology wastes your time, doesn't it? It keeps you really busy. Yeah, like when busy with nothing. Busy with nothing. Like like twenty years ago, when we didn't all have <laughs> smartphones, you'd have those moments of really low stimulation. I reckon where you probably gave your brain a chance to just sort of decompress. You didn't have a lot of positive or negative inputs coming in. Whereas now, I feel like phones just fill that up for us. So. If ever we have a moment of downtime where we're by ourselves or nothing's happening, and you see it in a room with people, if there's not a conversation going on, no one sort of just sits there and thinks or whatever we used to do back in the day. Everyone whips their phone out quick and they're yeah. checking all their feeds <laughs> yeah. and Snapchat and Telegram. <laughs> That's and a great point you make, mate. Instagram and Facebook. and yeah. We've got all this extra information coming in. And I think also a big problem is if you look at the content of social media, everyone's putting something really positive up like, you go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, no one's putting up, the oh, fucking average day-to-day, weather's a bit shit, not looking my best, put on five pounds. It's always, you know, oh, yeah, just did a uh, personal best in this or just got a new car or I'm out, I'm in Paris or... Yeah, look at this beautiful lunch meeting. Everyone's putting eating. on their highlight. Yeah. So you're getting bombarded with all these highlights of whatever everyone's happening. You're sitting there thinking, fuck, I'm sitting here eating a cheese sandwich watching fucking Days of Our Lives. Like, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. And there's a lot of comparison that goes on. But yeah. you're having the time of your life. Yeah. You're eating cheese so much days of your life. Well
2: yeah.
3: But but I feel like in societies um that don't have that, if you look at more uh, third world countries, a lot of their levels of perceived happiness are a lot higher. And I wonder if it's just due to this They've got more time on their hands. They've got less technology, and there's also less comparison of what other people are doing. Like they're not sitting in their tribe in Bangladesh or whatever in their slum, going, "Oh fuck, I just checked my Facebook feed, and gee, this guy's just bought a new Bentley, and uh, oh, that guy's got a Rolex." Yeah, yeah. They're just spending time socialising with their family. They've got downtime. It's just like a more natural way of living. I just wonder if if technology has a big part to play in our levels of um, sort of happiness and stress.
1: It's a great point. It's it's filling in gaps that we used to use for downtime. But it's not become downtime now. It's become, well, anxious time. Addiction. Addiction time. Mm, yeah. Dopamine hit time. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you really yeah. need it just to just kick back and, yeah, I don't know, grab a book or just chill out, you know, chat to someone. You, you're so right, Smithy. You see people sitting around a table and as soon as conversation ends, they start reaching for their device.
3: It's yep. Yeah, yeah. people get a bit edgy, don't they? Yeah. We well, see those classic footage of people at major sporting events. Everyone's got their phone out like filming it so they can yeah like, just watch it. Yeah, just watch it. Experience <laughs> it there. through your you're own there. eyes. Because yeah. you kind of don't see it through your phone. If, and I've been guilty of it too. If you film something, you don't seem to take it in as much as if you actually experience it. That's right. Because you're focusing on your screen and the size of the frame and whatever. You kind of miss it a little and bit. And
0: when you go back to watch it, it's f-
1: boring um, anyway. It's yeah. like,
3: do, But do you? Yeah,
1: That's the funny you don't. thing of half yeah. the stuff you do. You take. Oh, let's watch this uh, ten-minute show of the fireworks
2: on my phone. I'm, I got to get yeah. this on
3: my phone so I can show my friends that I was there. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting, isn't it? Well, there, there was a great example of that this week just gone, Maddie. Exactly what you just said, where um, LeBron James actually broke the the National Basketball Association scoring record, and. They showed a, obviously, well, I actually watched it on, on um, KO live and they sh- the footage showed, like, of, of it would have been 90, 85 to 90% of the crowd had their phones out for the exact shot that broke. It's like a 35, 40-year scoring record. This is one of, this is a sporting event that will never happen again in our history, in our lifetime. Like, it was an absolutely huge uh, moment in, in, in sport, for those who are interested in basketball, certainly. But they showed a comparison, and it was when Michael Jordan had broken a particular, um, not the same scoring record, but another scoring record uh, in the 1990s. Not one person had a phone out. Mm. They were all immersed in the moment, watching the moment, taking the moment in, 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 in real time. Where ninety percent of every single person that you could see behind behind the ring to the side of the court, every single person had a phone out capturing this moment. Yeah,
1: and you look at the faces and, of the people in the crowd with the Michael Jordan um, experience, and their faces are in amazement. You know, I love 100%. I love seeing those photos of the people in the crowd. Their reactions
3: to something special, and they're kind yep. of um, they're kind of experiencing that as a as a group, as a tribe, whereas I feel like once you get on your phone, you become very singular and you're sort of less aware of like what's going on around you. Yeah, so it's a great point. It's sort of yeah. like the Michael Jordan one is almost like a crowd of people all together like witnessing this great moment versus the LeBron one is a little bit more like a whole bunch of individuals in a room trying to film it on their own device. They can have their own record of it. That's mm. a great point, yeah. I, I find that, that anyway. Like yeah. I find if I'm on my phone, yeah. it does take away your peripheral awareness of what's happening, Yeah. whereas people yeah. at the Jordan one to be taking in the... The sounds and the smells and yeah. all that sort of stuff and really focusing on it.
0: And then turning and, and celebrating with the people around them. Exactly. Rather really? than like, oh I've got to yeah, say, high that fiving then.
3: in the crowd yeah. or whatever. Whereas yeah. I'm sure if you ask the LeBron people to describe what happened later on, they would have a much poorer idea of the entire picture. Yeah. They'd go, I'll just check my phone. I'll show you, here you go. Yeah. It's like, well, what did you experience? Yeah. Well, I watched it on my phone. My phone was in front of my face. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well not yeah, no, not to get all spiritual, but what you're talking about there, Maddie, is like a collective energy of the group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 I think we've all had those moments in life. You know, sporting events are absolutely fantastic for them. I know for me I had probably my most sur- surreal and incredible experience of this was actually going over to Kona for the World Championships and Going or walking on the foreshore and the athlete parade the week of it and just immersing myself in in the Hawaiian culture and that they had tribespeople down there banging on drums and playing all these instruments and you were surrounded by you know fifty or sixty thousand people it was you know you describe it as you could feel the tension you could feel it in the air and I think that Michael Jordan moment or moments of that. Um, magnitude, that's how people describe it, or, or you could feel the energy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and And I just wonder how much we're detracting from that energetic force from that. I think that's life force. Yeah. you know like if you could if you could if you you know could collect up that energy into a capsule and you could give that feeling to everyone on the planet in a small dose. I always think to myself, fuck the world would be, uh, imagine how amazing the world would be for, for just that moment in time. And, and I really do feel that, you know, that, that, that this, this um, evolution of social media has elevated this state of addiction, elevated disconnection. It's, it's, it's caused a downtrend in, in this energetic force that used to really pull humanity together. You know, and and we call it the social network. It should be called the fucking disocial network yeah. or the antisocial network because we're not we're not connecting as as a humanity how we were meant to connect. We're not sitting in front of our friends, undistracted by our fucking devices, looking each other in the eye, connecting, feeling each other, listening properly. You know, yeah. like eye contact. I often think about this eye contact with the younger generation. Something I was really, really drummed into me as a kid was, you know, when you're speaking with an adult, mate, look them in the eye. Look them in the eye and give them respect to listen to them properly. And, you know, my, my dad and mum would, you know, particularly dad, would drum into me, you know, when you listen to someone, you're not just listening with your ears. You're listening mm-hmm. with your eyes yeah. and you're listening with the full intention. How many kids can do that these days? Yeah, it's there a dying, dying is, art, isn't it? It is, and, and you know, I'm rambling on here, but it's something that I've really noticed. Um, I will bring one study up just because I think I think it's a huge concern, and I, I have brought this up before, but it's definitely pertinent to today. There was a research done, and this was this included two uh, two two million respondents aged between twelve and nineteen. And they all had um, devices which they were actively allowed to use in their household. And uh, participants that participants whose first stimulation upon waking was to activate their phone were being forced to take on board, and this is insane: two hundred million pieces of information a second. Wow. Now that, that information isn't just, you know, the red word or the observed video or photo or something like that. We have to understand our brains to be very, very complex mechanisms or computers. So from the second that we wake up, okay, or even in our sleep, our brain's taking in pieces of information. But when we wake up, instantaneously, we're taking in smells. or we're ta- All of our senses are fully engaged, uh, so we're taking in smell, sight, touch, taste, sound, everything. And when we then go and pick up a phone, these adolescent brains were so overstimulated that they equated that to like a 200% increase in stress in, in adolescent children who engage in activating a device straight upon awakening. Wow. Now if that doesn't articulate how far to the negative we've gone with social media and with the advancement in technology, like, and as, and as a society and as a government, if you know, our governments, not that I'm surprised they're not because they're all plugged into the narratives and all, you know, they're all plugged into the, the bodies which are funding them and things like that. But as responsibly, I would say very, very passionately here to any of our listeners who are parents or going to be parents or have an influence on any children, if you want to have a positive impact on your child and they have a device or you're thinking about giving them a device, mitigate the use of that device. So certainly have uh, time restraints. And I would say less is definitely more on this occasion. If you want to maintain a healthy level of stress for your child, um, no matter their age, put those time restraints in place because they will be drastically healthier for not having it. And you, whilst they may push back initially, I guarantee you as, as young people turning into adults, they will thank you for it down the track um you know unfortunately we are living in a world these days where technology is becoming an increasingly important component of, of life but i just think that you know reducing that as much as possible my, my, uh, we have a device in this house we have we, we purchased it initially because we were forced to homeschool going through covid because uh the schools all went into lockdown and um all of the all of the online learning, you require a device um, to do it. So we we got a device, but we strongly mitigate use of that device. And they're not allowed to use just the device. In general, they'll stream like a, a movie when we're having a little bit of quiet time or something like that onto our projector. But I just, and I'm not saying that I've got it all perfect and I definitely don't. There's things that I'm doing wrong as a parent as well or I can improve, but I just very passionately, would encourage all parents to consider their use of devo- devices and technology. I think it's a huge, huge cause of stress, massively.
1: Well, CJ, you've just gone through that, haven't you? You've um, uh, provided your daughter with a phone for the for the purpose of contacting her. her yeah. You know, now she's going into high school, and yeah, she's but in you've high you've been really proactive in setting standards and and yeah. restrictions around that.
0: Yeah, no phones. No phones in the room. We, we we actually, we wrote up a contract that she needed to sign. That's she awesome. Doesn't, she doesn't follow the contract, uh, gets taken off her. Um, yeah, and that was, you know, you don't charge your phone in your room, you don't take your phone in your room, um, you don't, they've got time restriction on them, so she's not allowed to use it till after 7.30 in the morning, so she can get whatever she needs to do done before then, but. I understand that they definitely need them these days. I mean, I I feel a lot better that she has it going to school, catching the bus, going to school. Um, The school's pretty good with it. You know, they can't come out. They go in their locker for the entirety of the day. I'm not naive to think that they don't come out, but if they they come out and they get busted, well, in her contract, it says no phones at school, Mm. so she won't get it. So, we definitely got some stuff around them she's not allowed any apps social media apps it's uh she's got the 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 bus schedule she's got phone calls she's got messages um and you know they're on chat groups and i understand that socially that's how kids are going these days uh that's going into high school you, you know <laughs> I don't want to say you want to fit in, but you want to make friends, and a, a lot of the friends are chatting on these chat groups. And if you're not chatting, you, you, you're losing you're losing friends. And you know, th- there's definitely there's definitely time restrictions and things in place. She gets to use it at a certain amount of time, but yeah. And like Mick said, I'm not I'm not saying that what we're doing is perfect, but it seems to be working. It's a good start. It's a good start, yeah. and and in the future, if you. Follows the contract and the rules, the mandates put on there by her parents. She follows those in a couple of years' time. When she's a little bit older, she'll be able to use the, the social media. Uh, I would really prefer her not to have those, but I understand friends and yeah. have those kind of things. So, yeah, one way to mitigate the stress, especially the stress of Dad wondering how she's going on the bus or mm. – Whatever it is, she can flick me a message or yeah, yeah uh, pick me up from a different spot or whatever it is. It's uh, I, I kind of like having it, and I like having this contract and the restrictions in place to stop things like yeah, stress and and anxiety and, mm. those, and those kind of things. Mm. Good on you, mate. That's good. Trying our
2: best. Yeah, yeah, really good training. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one last thing I would finish off with is just um, turn your lips up. Walk around with a smile on your face.
0: <laughs> I wonder where you're going
1: with that. And it's a it's a good way to exude confidence, but it's, well, also, a a way, link, yeah. it's also a way to help relieve st- your, your body's stress at the time. If you turn your lips up and walk around with a little bit of a smile, uh, you feel better. Mm. And laugh. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. And just laugh.
0: Well, it's having a positive attitude, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sometimes
1: I've tried, I've... I've I'm doing my level, I'm doing my absolute nana at something that's not working.
0: The TV, a remote? Yeah, something like <laughs> that.
1: Instead of just like swearing and cursing and throwing it through the TV screen, I'll, I'll just try to laugh. <laughs> as fake as it is. But you, but you know what an example of this, <laughs> an evil, Dr. Evil, evil laugh, um, but, you know, those groups that get together and do the laughing um, therapies? Uh, yeah. They get together and you see these people in yeah. the park just laughing. Yeah, There's obviously a science behind laughter and, and the release of stress.
0: Uh, I would like to do a whole episode on happiness and laughter. That'd be let's good.
1: Let's do it, man. Yeah,
0: Let's, oh, do, let's it. do it. Well, we started off with some cracking jokes. Absolutely they were great fantastic jokes. jokes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think yeah. we really need a light in the heart of the... the the podcast a little yeah. bit. Like some people are saying, you know, we're putting them on downers with all this <laughs> <laughs> They're you not gonna live very know. long yeah. because they don't exercise yeah, enough yeah. and they eat f- seed oils yeah. and shit like that. But yeah, let's do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll see if I can get um, a mate of mine's a comedian, I'll see if I can get him on. Oh
1: man. Well we went you and I went to that um oh and we the three of us went to the comedy show yeah a few months back. That was a comedy awesome. lounge is really good. That yeah. was really good laugh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
0: On that positive note, that was laugh a great everyone. To, great way to finish, Rue. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. It's usually Smithy that comes up with the yeah, the Yoda, finish, but yeah,
1: we. I,
3: I can't top
0: Rue's uh, wisdom there. That was no, good very good. All right, lads. On that note, yeah, send us a message, interact with us on Instagram, Modern Ancestral Man on Instagram, Modern Ancestral Man at gmail.com. and. Do
1: you want to prepare the outro? This until week?
0: next time, we'll see you then. Get what ready The air guitar Oh that (laughs) was piss (laughs) weak It's your That's your thing I can't do that Get your air guitars (laughs) ready (laughs) See you lads